in the future at some point people will be able to look back and reflect on a time where creativity and value and price exploded when people started to determine that what looked really high quality creative wasn't worth paying for or some kind of technology came in and made part of the creative process obsolete whatever it was maybe people know now but there has been a gradual dilution in what good creativity looks like and I cite maybe Fiverr as an example I cite the last recession, I can cite certain technologies like Canva and the accessibility of Photoshop and um, the do-it-yourself kind of idea that entrepreneurs will 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 sort of um, project that you can do this yourself and you can get people to do it for you at a fraction of the cost, their cost per hour versus your cost per hour. And I'm often reminded of that um, Venn diagram of good, fast and cheap, where if you want something um, fast and cheap, it's not going to be good quality. If you want something fast that's really good, you want it uh, to be more expensive. And if you're looking at something good and cheap, it's going to take time for it to get to you. And the reason that I, I'm talking about this is I got caught up in something that I'm sure a lot of you have been caught up in that maybe don't want to talk about. Um, when I publish blogs, what I used to do was I used to go into um, the just online and Google what I thought would have been an appropriate image, or I might have seen an appropriate image and I've, I would have said, I'm going to keep that um, for use on the blog. But what I, I never really did was consider the person that took the photograph. Um, no, I, I did consider the person that took the photograph, but working on the basis that my blog only reaches a couple of hundred thousand people if I'm really lucky I just thought no harm done but you know harm is done and what you're essentially doing is utilizing something without permission and I got an email one day from an organization that um, was sort of reminding me pretty quickly and in no uncertain terms that I had, had abused um a piece of legislation or whatever, unlicensed use of imagery and paragraph after paragraph in legal speak saying that if you don't pay £1,500 by a certain date, we'll take you to court. That company is called pickrights.com and they're based in London and they work on behalf of a whole bunch of media companies and photo bureaus and photography agencies, the Associated Press, Reuters, so on and so forth. And what they had discovered was that there were two pieces of, two images on my website that I was using without permission. One was a picture of uh, Kevin Garnett, a basketball player with the Boston Celtics at the time. And I'd used it for a, 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 a blog. And another picture of the Russian army on uh, in Red Square on May Day with all of the soldiers pointed in one direction and one of the soldiers pointing in another direction yawning or something. I thought they were cool pictures and they, I thought they were appropriate to the blog but that's really secondary. I didn't acknowledge um, the photographer and even if I had have acknowledged the photographer it wouldn't have mattered. 
I was going to be um, kind of taken out. And they sent me two emails. And this is about two, two and a half years ago, and I was raging. Like, I was really, really um, raging at probably being caught, first of all, and then deeper, more annoyed at the fact that I hadn't paid any credit or respect to the photographer. Thirdly, I had gone into the internet knowing that I was taking stuff subconsciously, but I hadn't gone to any of the other royalty-free photography sites that exist, like Pixabay, Unsplash, and there are loads of others that I leave the notes for in, in this podcast. I'm, I'm legally bound not to tell you how much I paid, but one of the things I did do was negotiate them down. And um, I tried to negotiate them down to, a, you know, my starting point was ridiculous because I thought their starting point was ridiculous. But they're fairly cold on it and there's none of the old blinking, you know, who blinks first and none of the BATNA or NBA, really. You have to get a price that suits them and I guess it's whatever mood they're in and they'll take they'll take their pound of flesh. That was okay. Well, it wasn't okay. I was really, really unhappy about paying what I paid and it was, uh, yeah, it was, you know, it was begrudging in many, on many levels, but ultimately I, I, um, it was a fair bit of money. So that was okay and then life goes on and I started using Pixabay and Unsplash and a bunch of other um, websites, including my own photographs that are of no real quality other than they've, they're they a placeholder and some of them are easy enough in the eye to get by. I got an email from them again about f- five or six weeks ago, maybe two months ago, and they had spotted another photograph. But I had, sw- I had swept my website and I had uh, taken off every single photograph there was and all the ones that I didn't take off, I um, took the page, made the page invisible to the public. But they spotted the invisible page in some way. And I went back to them with all of, all of what I thought was um, a sound, credible argument, saying that, you know what, this, this picture wasn't visible to anyone. It, it might have been on momentarily, blah, blah, blah. But they said, bottom line is that you didn't have a license to use it in the first place. And it was the same process again. And this time it was worse and I tried not to get too caught up on it. I should have known better and I thought I did know better. But this one page and one image escaped and I ended up paying them again. And it's a solitary kind of lesson, but it's a lesson to those people who really don't fully appreciate or understand the obligations that they're, you know, that they have with image rights and the use of photographs that they think nobody will really see, whether that's on your Facebook page or whether that's on your website or whether your website only reaches a few people or you're putting it in a place that's published to the, to the world. My view is that come and into the pandemic, what had happened was photographers weren't going to any sports events. There was a picture of Messi that they got me for. I think. No, it was actually Kevin Garnett that got me for the second time and it was messy. They had me previously. Um, and that messy picture had been used to promote the podcast I did with Damien Hughes and the Barcelona way. And so they really will, um, they, they'll get you because photographers aren't earning the big agencies as much money as they would have been doing for at least two years or 
um, 36 months or whatever it was. And so the best way for them to get money is to um, activate the software or whatever they have that allows them to scan or, or scrape the websites to find photographs that have been used without permission. So be warned. Um, this podcast is just like a, a kind of a warning that just be very careful about what you use and make sure that you go to royalty-free websites. Pixabay and Unsplash are, are okay. You can go to Dreamstime, you can go to Shutterstock, you can go to Adobe um, Photos. Some of them you'll have to pay for and take a license out for. And that's really what creativity is worth, I guess, you know. Um, when I'm doing a blog, I'm writing um, or promoting a podcast on my website. I need it and an accompanying picture as much for SEO as anything else. So I use the picture reluctantly, I guess. Um, but again, it goes back to that, what price creativity. And for me, um, I understand fully that people who are taking photographs, it's a tough job, you know. It's the, the horrible end of it is the paparazzi and the luxurious end of it is the Mario Testini kind of people and everybody else is fighting in the middle to make a living, be it through press photography, be it through fashion shoots, be it through professional um, architecture photographs, all that sort of stuff. But that's a craft and a trade that people have spent time learning and, and um, cutting their teeth on. So it was an expensive lesson for me. So if you're listening to this and you're doing any kind of um, promotional work for your own website, for case studies that you're promoting, and your photographer didn't get good uh, photographs from your case study, you think you can pull a few off the internet, just be very careful what it is that you're trying to steal, borrow, or take a lend off, because um, those guys, um, pick rights, P-I-C-R-I-G-H-T-S um, dot com, are um, keen to find you. Go onto the website, go onto their website, it doesn't tell you much about them, but Google pick rights and you'll see that there are a whole bunch of other people just like me firing out warnings left, right and centre of what you shouldn't do with um, pictures from the internet and there must be millions of people not heeding those warnings. So just if you're listening, take care that you're not going to expose yourself to a, a really um, ugly email from a very cold-hearted um, they're a debt collection agency, I guess. They're just out there to pick up the money on behalf of their clients. So they're into the lesson.